Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you are trying to grow a successful vegan business at the moment, then you can join us and our amazing community of vegan business owners over at veganbusinesstribe.com for just £12.99 a month. Now, that's the equivalent of buying a single cup of coffee a week from your local coffee shop. And for that, not only do you get to support our mission to skill up and support and just champion the vegan business scene. But you also get full access to all our content, our community and our regular online events, including our weekly vegan business clinics with myself and Lisa. Now, this is where I'm going to take you today, because today we're going to do something a little bit different. I am going to pull back the curtain and let you listen in on one of our business clinics. Now, these are usually reserved for vegan business tribe members only, but we often have such great conversations in these business clinics that I really wanted to bring one of them to you, our podcast audience also. And before we get into the session, if you have listened to a lot of these podcasts now, but you've still not signed up as a Vegan Business Tribe member yet, then do go take a look at the website because this podcast, it really is just the tip of the Vegan Business Tribe iceberg. If you're not signed up as a member, you're missing out on our weekly content, our weekly emails, on connecting with other members in the community hub. You're also missing out on the vegan marketing course. Where else are you going to find something like that? But you're also missing out on connecting with myself and Lisa and all the other people who are on the same journey as you are, but you just haven't met yet. And if you've got any questions about joining us, just send me an email on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com and tell me a little bit more about you, your business or your mission. So let's meet some of these people now. And what you're about to listen in on is something that myself and Lisa do multiple times a week with just three or four Vegan Business Tribe members. So each member brings a question to the session or they share a problem that they've got in their business right now or maybe just an idea that they want to get feedback on and we go around the virtual room and we each give our feedback and advice and we love doing these because it's not just myself and Lisa giving our opinion and our feedback we get the benefit of everyone's experience and expertise who's in the room with us now, the voices that you're about to hear in this clinic are, of course, myself and the other, I would say, far better half of Vegan Business Tribe, my partner, Lisa Fox, but also four ethical vegan business owners. And we're joined by Mitali from Let's Tell Your Story Publishing. And Mitali is a vegan business book writing coach and publishing company. We're also joined by Laxmi from Visual Synapses, who are a vegan web agency. Ellie 
from Vojo Health, who will work with you to find your right nutritional balance through DNA testing. And Sarah from Chuckle Creative, a vegan and ethical business branding expert. Now, these amazing people are all ethically vegan themselves. And as a pure coincidence, they all run vegan service companies rather than selling a physical product. We didn't plan that. It's just how this session worked out. And the four questions that we get asked in this session, and I think we come up with some pretty good answers to them as well, are number one, launching your own self-learning program and how to create genuine scarcity to get people to sign up to it. Number two, how do you find more leads for a service-based business and more customers, especially when everyone's working from home at the moment? And this question, it also turns into a little bit of a conversation of how not to sell as well. Number three, how do you build a bespoke and automated online service when you don't really have the budget to spend tens of thousands of pounds on a custom website and systems? And number four, how can you plan and create a course to serve those people in your audience who love what you do, but can't yet afford you? And we've all been there and we've all got these kind of customers. Okay, so each person will introduce themselves a little more as we start the session. And just to note that we record these sessions on Zoom so that we can all see each other as well. But it does mean that the audio quality, well, it's not quite as good as you're listening to me now. But don't let that put you off because the quality of the content, that is right up there. Okay, so let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's a bit like play school, this, isn't it? <laughs> I have to warn you that Lisa and I are always slightly wired on Wednesdays because Wednesday's our meeting day. We, we start at half past eight in the morning, go right through to, to half past eight at night so that we can go across all the time zones. So it, it means we're usually absolutely buzzing by this time of day. Do you have a break at any point, guys? Um, I, I, I eat something. Lisa some does. <laughs> Hardcore. So how is everyone doing today? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's forget about it. <laughs> I'm going to presume you're all doing absolutely amazing today, and, and I, I will kick off. So thank you for joining us. Now, I know that at least two, Ellie and Sarah, have been to these business clinics before, so that's that's brilliant. Now, Laxmi and Matali, I know it's your first one. So just to run what we're going to go over today. So this session is being recorded, and uh, we put them on the website for members to watch back. And they do get watched back. We especially know, because if, we, if we're late publishing them, if it's been more than sort of two hours before we had one and we haven't put it online, we start getting messages. So so people watch it back, which is great, because it's, it's a little bit of um, visibility for everybody as well. But what we're going to do is it's a roundtable discussion. So this isn't just myself and Lisa trying to give our help and feedback. It's about working together as a room on each other's businesses. So we'll take 15 minutes each. And in that 15 minutes, first of all, I actually want to know who you are and what you do, just to introduce yourself to people in the room, but also the people watching back as well, give you a little bit of uh, visibility. And then just tell us, you know, how we can help you as a group. So it might be that you've got an issue in your business you want to talk about this month. It might be that you want some feedback on a new idea, or it might be something completely different. You might just want to, to vent at us for 15 minutes, and that's absolutely fine if that's what you need this month. 
<laughs> so just before we start, though, I'll quickly go on the room and say who we've got here today. So we've got Matali from Let's Tell Your Story. How are you doing today, Matali? I'm very well. Very well. Thank you. That's what we like to see. Was that what you wanted or do you want me to go straight into it? <laughs> no, that, that, that's all I wanted. You, you give me everything I needed. Thank you. Uh, uh, Lakshmi as well. We've got Lakshmi from Visual Synapses. You doing okay today, Lakshmi? Super good. Thank you. Brilliant. We've also got Ellie from Vojo Health. Hi. <laughs> that's what we love. And then we've finally got Sarah from Chuckle Creative. Hello. Although we wouldn't know because you've not got your sign behind you anymore, Sarah. No, no. And I need to change it again because I know Lisa looks to see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what is it this time? <laughs> what have you got behind you today? So that's brilliant. So, Natalie, just with this being your... Oh, Laxmi's gone all, gone all, all creative. Look at that. I, love I that. know, look uh, at so, it. Uh, She's uh, in Natalie. Uh, yeah, Metali, I'm going to start with yourself with this being your first one, if that's OK. So you can have the next 15 minutes. I do time this and I, I, I'm not militant about it, but I, I try and keep us on time if I can. So next 15 minutes is yours. So let's start by first telling us who you are and what you do and then let us know how we can help you today. OK, um, so I am a vegan book coach and publisher. So I help mainly vegan and ethical entrepreneurs write an authority building book. So these are very specific books. I don't do memoirs or autobiographies. I keep getting I keep getting a push at least once a week for help with a memoir and autobiography. Like I don't know how to do those, so I can't help you. The the books that I help people write, the books I've written in the past, I've ghostwritten seven business books, um, and then I wrote my own book, which came out this year. And they're all specifically designed to build that person's authority to be seen as an expert among experts in your authority, regardless of whatever you do. So you could be like a, a web designer or you could be a life coach or a fitness coach or it doesn't really matter what you do. But if you want to be, raise your visibility and be seen as the expert in that authority the way to do it is to become an author. So I help people write those books. And I also have a team of people that will finish the book to a professional standard. So, um, that's, so that's what when I do, you talk you know, on things like this, you can have your own book sat behind you on a bookshelf, can't you? So, yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta, so – that's the other thing I will say. You think writing a book is hard. I make the process as easy as possible. The difficult thing is you, what you do with the book. That's what counts. So, yeah. Sticking on a bookshelf and making sure people notice it is one of the best ways to do it. So I definitely encourage you to do that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do. So the problem that I've got, this is like, <laughs> it's one of those problems where you're just like, it's, it's a very nice problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. So I have a new program coming out in August. I should explain my flagship program was, it's not going to be going forward, but was a program that I call the 90-day program. Because I'm <laughs> the one thing you'll learn about me is I'm very straight down the line. I, do, I don't create fluffy names for things. It's a 90-day program because the idea is you're a published author at the end of 90 days. That's how it works. So that was my flagship program. It's an all-in program. So you come in day one, never written a book before, don't know how to write a book. I coach you for the first six weeks to plan and write the book. And then the final six weeks, I have a team of people, editors, publishers, designers, etc., who take the final manuscript and turn you into a professionally published author. So that's been going since the beginning of the year, doing really well, especially with my book that came out. It's that's what the whole point of that book was for it to be a lead generator 
for this program. What it's also done, though, is created a ton of people who are complaining at me in the nicest possible way. So they're not haters, but they're complainers because the 90-day program isn't suitable for them. So they want to work with me. They read my book and they're like, yeah, I want to use you. I want you to help me write my book. But the 90-day program isn't suitable. Either it's too expensive because there's all these done-for-you services in there. It's an all-in program. I do charge several thousand pounds or, or dollars because... Well, you, you walk away a professionally published author, so it's going to cost you money. So some people just don't have those funds. Um, and for other people, it's the pace of the program. It's too intense. So because of that, I've created a new program that's going to launch in August. And this is me on video showing people how to plan, write, and even do a full edit of their book as well. So at the end of it, you have a professional manuscript that you can decide what you want to do with. Either you can self-publish or submit to traditional publishers or whatever you want to do. Um, so the problem I've got is that because it's a new program, I wanted to launch it at a discount. So the price of the program is going to be $1,497, but for the first 20, it's $997. So the idea was get the first 20 in, give them a bit of a discount. I'm going to have like a Facebook group as well, because even though it's self-paced, I didn't want to just cut the apron strings and just say you're on your own. I did still want to give them support. So I thought create a Facebook group. People, I'll be in there daily answering questions. And I was also thinking of doing like a, a live into the Facebook group once a week so people can jump on and ask me questions, like a Q&A session kind of thing. So they are getting some support, just not as intense as the 90-day program. The wonderful thing is I've had 15 people already sign up, so I've only got five spots left. So I'm like, yay. Oh, by the way, Lisa, the, 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 that was one of my um, professional goals. Smashed it completely. So I'm like, yeah, you've done that. <laughs> um, the problem is out of those 20 people, nine of them have said they've signed up for the discount. They can't start until next year. So I'm like, thanks, guys. Now, it's like I wanted this Facebook group to have, you know, to be buzzing. And and, I'm like, and they're like, oh, yeah, but I just want, I want the $500 discount. So I've signed up, but I can't start until next year. But you did sell it on itself. So I can't even go back on it now because I sold it on itself paced. You can take as little or as much time as you like. You have lifetime access to this program. So you can work at it at your, at your own pace. Nine of them. I'm like, oh, my God, that's more than half of them have said they're not going to really be interacting and do much because they can't. So now my business coach is saying, well, why don't you extend it to 30 places? And I'm like, well, yeah, but that doesn't I've one of my pet peeves is. People who change the goalposts when it comes to scarcity, but it really, really annoys me. Um, it, for me, it makes, I don't trust people who do that. Whenever I've been involved with a business where I've then found out that the scarcity is just made up and it's not real and they change the goalposts, it makes me not trust them as a business entity afterwards. And that's my problem because what my coach is saying, well, you know, why not extend it to 30 places? I'm like, yes, but I've gone everywhere telling people and the, the 15 people have signed up. They're aware there's 20 places. That's why they signed up. They were like, oh, my God, I want to be one of the first 20 people because I want to get the $500 discount. How are they going to perceive me 
if I change it to 30? So that's, it's a very good dilemma to have, but that's no, no, I, I, I absolutely love this question. I love what you're doing as well, Matali, with this, because I think too often we set out to try and sell what, what we want to sell because we want to sell it. Whereas, you know, the way to actually build a successful business, as you know, is to build up an audience, get to know that audience, and then find out what they actually want and want to buy. So I'm actually quite excited about you doing this, this course, which costs less, but they get the same outcome from it. It's yeah. a little bit like what we're doing with Vegan Business Tribe. We came into this, uh, you know, thinking we'd be working one-on-one with companies charging a lot of money, but what the audience actually wanted was something a lot more collective. So, you know, I, I absolutely love what you're doing there. Now, I'm going to go around the room to get people's... Um, ideas on this because it's a really interesting question and I think where I'd be starting out though this idea of extending the membership so that you've got lots of people involved I mean that community thing is going to be really really important but I wonder if there's something you can do around actually putting a date in the diary of saying you know yes this is very much um, self-guided but we're going to be kicking off the project by doing this group session together that you need to be there you need to be online or maybe even having like a launch party or something like absolutely. that absolutely yeah yeah do it, do it there and it might just be that you can be honest with people and say yeah we, we've got our 20 however you know th- th- these nine people they can't actually start until our next intake as such so what we're going to do is we're going to put them on the back burner and we're going to replace them with nine more people but um you know putting that date in the diary so even though it's self it's self-led i would expect to see with that kind of program a bit like a distance learning course or an open university or something like that very specific dates in the diaries where it's a catch-up where it's something like that so having that one at the start means that you know you can get people in the room to do that good idea i can definitely do that that's easy enough to do i can just use Streamyard into the facebook group and just do like a live session or a workshop or something like that couldn't i yeah absolutely let's go around the room though and get some opinions on this um, ellie i'm going to start with yourself on this so uh, ellie what, what's your way to manage scarcity um, in this case, why couldn't you just, like you say, you could start with a, like a launch party or something, but why couldn't those people who want to start later just be involved anyway? Because if it was me, I would still want to, I would actually want to have that head start when I start by knowing what everyone else has done before me. So I'd still want to be in that group and like seeing what everyone's doing and like, I don't know, maybe asking people questions or whatever. Um, but also why can't you just start selling the full price program and adding them to the Facebook group? Yeah, I can do. Um, I can. Yeah, I suppose I can just say, well, the first twenty have already gone. What? Why? When were you planning to start selling the full price ones? There wasn't a time. It was when the twenty was gone. So that was okay. a scar. I didn't want to. I, I don't like scarcity where it's time. I prefer, mm. you know, bums on seats. Mm. So for me, it was sort of like if I sold twenty places within a week, it was gone. If it took me a whole year. It took a whole year. Do you know what I mean? So there was no time limit. It was just 20 and I've got five more places left. You could also sell it as a positive. Like actually the business accelerator I just finished, they, um, there were supposed to be three or four more people on the program. Like actually they take up to eight people, but there was only four of us. And it was because um, they just, uh, a couple of people decided not to, a couple of people did the same thing. They were like, actually, we can't start now. We want to start next year um and the rest of them they just didn't find enough good businesses that they wanted to get on there and they sold it as a positive thing they were like guys this is like this is awesome for you because you get more time and it was great I was so happy that actually I got a better deal I was like I'm getting more of their time it was amazing seriously and I speak to the previous cohort who had like eight and they had much less time 
um, like dedicated to them. So it's so really the, good. If the thing. Facebook group is quiet, I should just sell it as this is a good thing. So I'm I'm in there every day, and I'll be able to give you more attention if there's only seven of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea. Yeah. Uh, I'd be so I'll, happy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll come to you next, Lax Me. So uh, there you are, hiding in the savannah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that filter. Right, Lagsme, if you had the, you're just on mute at the moment. If you had any um, experience of uh, uh, scarcity or trying to get people to sign up to something? Um, not so much, just because our business is, has a very different model. However, I'm curious as to find out why do you think, is it like a serious, is there a serious reason why people are putting this off for so long? Just because in my mind, if I'm paying for something, like I know it's a good deal, but however, thousand pounds is or like or almost thousand pounds is still a lot of money. So if I'm paying for a course, my friend just got onto a really expensive course and she's so like, can't wait to start it. So I wonder why people want are wanting to push it off do you know um i think you're just talking about human psychology there's a lot of people who yeah. buy things and the act of buying itself seems to satisfy a need <laughs> in that moment yeah. and yeah this is something i've actually structured i'm actually in, speaking to somebody later today they're a bit expensive but it's a company that actually gamifies the program and what they do nice. is, yeah, That's they actually awesome. gamify it to make keep you going, and then you get a certificate at the end of it. And so, like, That's brilliant. I'm looking. It's just it's a bit on the expensive side. I think it's going to cost me a couple of grand sterling mm-hmm. to implement it. But I'm thinking of doing it because you'll be amazed how many people spend a thousand dollars. Isn't actually, I've known people who spend several thousand dollars to get into programs, and they start it and they never even finish it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like all the time. That's crazy. I think uh, if there was a way to somehow, because if there isn't a serious reason, because maybe some people have another cause going on or just, but I think I'm the same. Like, even though something can be quite important, they just push it off because it seems I've actually pushed off joining this group for so, for like a month, even though it didn't <laughs> cost me any effort because I was like, I'm so busy right now. I can't do it. Yeah. If there was a way to yeah. make them plan it in their diary, uh, maybe yeah. again, maybe not everyone's like me planning things in the diary but i am and if you apparently it's like if you put something in your diary you're so much more likely to commit to that date and i don't know how you do that uh maybe it's more also like uh i'm not like a massive facebook girl either i'm most posts i'm mostly on instagram when it comes to like my business presence and linkedin but uh i think like on instagram for example i've Another way maybe to get people to start the course sooner and join course sooner is like you've just actually to just content. Given me, you've given me an idea, Lakshmi. I wonder if I could even run a competition that, you know, if people exactly. start Brilliant. and they write, they hand in their manuscript by the end of the year, I'll sort of pick a name out of a bowl and I'll, I'll pay for the editing or something like that. Because a decent editor will charge at least $1,000, if not more. Um, if you can do that, 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 that's such a cool idea. Yeah, but I was even thinking something that like that's that's a brilliant idea. But I was even thinking about something simpler. Like, um, again, it I guess you'd have to like you know your audience, so you know what they respond to in terms of content. Whether it would be like you know uh, manuscript writing tips, or like maybe they just need motivation and like you know yeah, I know you've done maybe five hours of work today, but come on, just write one chapter, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, just some content. 
Yeah, maybe maybe something like that. No, I appreciate that. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we're doing well on this one, Mitali. <laughs> Sarah, are you going to finish off with a full house here with another amazing idea? Um, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Everyone else has done so well. <laughs> I was just going to say, because I've just, well, I haven't quite finished, but I've just been on a on a live course. So it's a course that is pre-recorded and self-study and do it as long as you like whatever but I was the way it was told to me was that there would be this one cohort that it would be kind of a live version of it so once a week we'd all get together all of the people that were doing it and we'd all do it together so we'd all do it at the same speed and I that was really good for me Mm -hmm. I really that to start with that was really good having this you know being like Laxmi said being pushed along like have you done this yet accountability and all that kind of thing but I suppose for those that think that they want to do it next year could you could you set up a new date for next year and say okay you can't do it this year but we're going to do it this time next year so then you've got you've got one cohort now and you've got one and you can sell them full price for the rest to fill up that cohort i think the problem with that is i mean <laughs> hindsight's 2020 isn't it um i sold it on the fact that it's it's basically the opposite of my 90 day program so my 90 day program is exactly that it's it's a, a small group there's only a maximum five students on that program and they end up becoming friends and they end up sort of chatting away to each other and you know have conversations where I'm not even around, you know, and they keep each other accountable. But that's how that works. It's an intense, everyone works together. We plan our books together. We write them, you know, and everything happens together. Um, and this was so, because the feedback I was getting since my book came out and people are reading my book and then they're going onto my website and they're going, oh, I want to work with this woman with this 90-day program. Either I can't afford or it's the intensity that they don't like. I've sold this on do this whenever you want. I've sold it on that. So then if I now say to them, right, so we're going to start in January, they'll be like, well, yeah, maybe. But if I don't want to start in January, the whole point is I've bought into this program that I can do it whenever the hell I want to do it. Why are you now pushing me, woman? Well, how about, that then, I need to... how about giving them the option? Say, yeah, you can go ahead, you can carry on, you can do it at your pace whenever, but I'm going to do another live version where you get me that's you get me to help on this date. So you either book in for this date or you can just do it whenever you feel like it. Yeah. But you kind of give them, you can do it exactly how you've sold into it, but you can actually get more of me if you do it on this date next year, mm. if you can't do this one. So maybe like doing mini masterclasses or things like that in the Facebook group. Maybe yeah. even making sure that the recordings don't go in there or deleting the recordings. So keeping some sort of, you have to, because if, if they're recorded, then again, they're going to do the whole thing. Oh, I'll just get to it when I get well, to can it. You do, can you do the, like the masterclasses over Zoom if there's only a few of you hmm. so that then you're off Facebook platform and those that aren't in that live element don't get that. Don't bit. get it. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's easily done. I'm just going to jump in because we're going slightly over time, Mitali. But the one thing we um, <clears throat> do after the sessions is we do send out each of us contact details. So if, if you want to keep having this conversation, you know, if you want to link up and talk about it a bit more, uh, it's an interesting topic to talk about, you know, courses and how you sell courses. Because especially I always think, well, what happens after the course? Can you get people to subscribe to something so that they're then in a community of people helping each other promote 
over books and things like that. You know, th- this is really exciting. There's a lot you can do with this. So, yeah, and I, we could easily spend an hour on this. You know, it's, it's really interesting. So, Matali, I hope that helps. I hope that's it been has. Interesting. That's been really, really good, guys. Thank you. I've got a lot of ideas there. <laughs> One down, three to go. So <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, Laxmi um, next. We've, we've been there at Laxmi's first time here as well. So Laxmi, the next 15 minutes is yours. So do you just want to quickly tell us who you are and what you do at Visual Synapses, and then tell us how you think we might be able to help you as a room today? Cool, yeah. So um, I'm a graphic designer, and together with my partner, who's a developer, we're a partnership, and we offer website design and development services. They're all like the idea is that they're creative, made from scratch, and that we uh, want to work with purpose-driven businesses that tend to be small. And because we have these two perspectives, we kind of provide the better quality, but at lower prices than most of most companies on kind of our level. Uh, but yes, as I was talking with David and Lisa kind of recently, they pointed out something very interesting that we have, we've actually been worried about. So we've been uh, charging. Don't blame us charge- for this. Don't, don't, don't blame us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's been so brilliant, honestly. Like that one conversation gave us such like we, we knew this, but because you gave us like a different spin on it, uh, because we don't charge that much money for our services, but it's still quite a lot for people that we want to work with because they have a small business. Sometimes they're just setting up. Uh, so we thought of, it's a very fresh idea. So I'm not going to share that idea with you guys just yet, but it's, a, but it's a very fresh idea. And we've, coming, we've come up with an idea of automating some processes. So hopefully uh, we can charge like same amount of money or even less, but per hour we earn more. So hopefully that's going to solve that if that goes well. However, one problem that we are struggling with, we've started quite recently as a business just before the pandemic hit, actually. It was like February, like, right, we're starting the business. And then the lockdown happened and we were like, oh, we thought we are going to meet everyone for networking. <laughs> um, so we st- we're, we've been struggling to build our client base. It's been much better recently especially because we've also um understood like networking things like that going to networking events that are online like this there is a lot of different channels but i wonder if you guys can shed some light uh if you've been i'm sure you've been in similar situations when you were starting your businesses uh how you manage to find first of all leads and then convert them better Brilliant question. And that, what I like about this question is everyone can answer this one. Everyone will have their own take. So I'm going to reserve what I would normally say here, and I'm going to go around the room first. So uh, Matali, I'll come to you first. Um, so Matali, what would your advice be just for generally? How do you find leads? For me, LinkedIn is just like gold. It's it's really good. What I love about LinkedIn is people are very honest about exactly what they do. It's all there. Um, and it's also very they expect you, as long as you don't go in and say, hey, do you want to buy my shiny thing? You know, because that's just obnoxious. But as long as you don't do that, as long as you start the conversation up and um, people are expecting you to talk shop, which they, they're not necessarily expecting that on Instagram or Facebook. I always think of that as more like interrupting, interruption marketing, whereas LinkedIn is inflow. So my way is what I do is I find vegan entrepreneurs on LinkedIn, of which there are millions. It's great. Um, I definitely would recommend getting the premium version of LinkedIn because then you're not capped on how many people. 
I just got the premium one. I keep being told I need to use Sales Navigator, but it's twice as expensive to look for loads of shiny bits that I don't use. So I'm like, I'll just stick with the premium. It's only about 40 quid a month. Um, and then what I do is I search for vegan entrepreneurs. I send them a connection. Do not sell anything on that first connection. There's nothing more obnoxious. Just I usually just say something like, hey, lovely to meet another fellow vegan entrepreneur. That's it. I would say nine out of 10 of them go, oh, yeah, lovely to be connected with you as well. Vegans are just nice people anyway. We're just nice people. <laughs> so you're not going to have yeah. much pushback from vegan entrepreneurs anyway. Um, and then what I do is like I usually, um, um, once they've connected with me, I leave them a voice note. Again, selling nothing whatsoever. Just saying, hey, how are you doing? Just want to be a, a real person instead of just text on a screen. That usually gets them going, oh, God, someone's left me a voice note. That's really nice. The number of people who actually say, I didn't even know you can leave a voice note on LinkedIn. I've just learned something from you. So they love that. And then what I do is a week or so later, I'll send them a really nice message. And if you want, Lakshmi, I'll even send you the template of my messages yeah, so you can please. like just change it for your stuff. But I just say, Hey, if you're interested in writing a book, I've got a free PDF that shows you the five steps of writing and publishing a book. Are you interested? Just let me know. If not, not a problem whatsoever. Have an awesome day. And again, it's not salesy. You're not pushing anything on them. And you're also saying it's okay for them to say no to you, which is quite important. Most of them usually go, well, yeah, okay, send me a free PDF. Mm, that's brilliant. And that's that gets the ball rolling. But as long as you do it in, in a non-pressurizing way, I found LinkedIn is a really, really great place to start that communication with people and get them interested in what you're doing. Thank you. That's really good. Um, because yeah, we have this basically um it's been like an experimental service that we've been offering. Like uh, they're basic consultations. We call them website benchmarking. Um, we've done a couple of free of them and we've had like such an amazing feedback. And that was year, like that was like a year ago at the beginning of pandemic. It literally, it was us wanting to offer something to community because, you know, businesses have been going for a difficult time. We can't really offer a free website. <laughs> so we offered that, got great feedback, never sold one afterwards, which we're super surprised by. Uh, then experimented with more with it, still never sold one, but it was a great way, for example, when we are doing a webinar, it was a great way to get to sign up to a webinar because we offered it as a prize. It's really interesting. So like I could, you know how you offer your free PDF, we could offer like a consultation or something. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to bring Sarah in next. Because, uh, so Sarah <laughs> is also a creative designer, but I don't think you do web, yeah. do you, Sarah. What, I don't do web, no. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, which is brilliant. So, you know, it, it very complimentary between the two of you. So, um, how do you find leads? Um, it's probably a little bit like Matali. It's LinkedIn is brilliant for finding people, and it is what you were saying about Instagram. Is a lot of people are on. There are a lot of businesses and a lot of business people on Instagram, but they there are also a lot of people just scrolling for fun. So they're not necessarily looking for a business or someone to help them whereas on LinkedIn really you're there because you're a professional so you're looking for something to help you or you're looking for people that you might be able to help so LinkedIn is is great and it is it's just I do exactly the same I just if somebody um, wants to connect with me or I want to connect with them I immediately send them a message afterwards saying thanks for connecting with me and it is just about starting a conversation 
with someone because it then they it's that whole no like and trust thing isn't it it's like once they once they've got to know you and they like you then they trust you and then they'll come in you know I've got I have got work through LinkedIn just by having that conversation with somebody and then they'll you know it could be a month down the line they'll go oh hey actually we've got something but we thought you'd you know would you like to pitch for it kind of thing it's like oh yes please yeah that really because uh, can I ask because, you because something? Because they like you, they they're in your you're in their head. So when something comes up, they go, "Oh, I know who will ask." Do you um when you have like this casual conversation with them at first and just chatting to them? Do you because you're a creative, so you sell creative services? Do you send them your work while you're chatting with them, or no, do they no just work at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> really don't mention it. It's just like it's nice to meet another vegan entrepreneur. <laughs> Um, or I'll look at their, like, I had one the other day and I looked at their bio and it said something about trying to um, take over or veganize the world or whatever. And I was like, ah, that's my mission too. So I was like, oh, I think we have the same goal in life. Or so that you just get that chat going just so that there's no mention of work whatsoever. It's It's just so that they then... You know, the, the people that I've got work from, I've never mentioned work to them at all. It's mm. just, we're having a chat about veganism and about whatever. And then they'll go, oh, actually, you know, we've got some work that you might be you might be perfect for. So I really I don't mention work at all unless mm. unless something comes up. Like they say, I, you know, I might if I see something on their post that's like, oh, we're thinking of rebranding or something, then I might message them and go hey do you you know that that's what I do kind of thing just to remind them Mm, nice I wouldn't you know I wouldn't go and sell in fact I had someone a a month or so ago who just kept emailing me or messaging me on LinkedIn trying to sell me something and Mm. then I'm getting like they would send me messages that would say oh I'm really hurt because you haven't replied to me and whatever and in the end I just mate, no (laughs) you can stop messaging me now because I'm never going to buy from you (laughs) oh my goodness that's so weird that just, is it, extreme. It, that, 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 <laughs> sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to be that pushy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've learned my lesson. Yeah, but now, uh, again, you know that, that that's all, all all really great advice as well. Now, now uh, we'll yeah. Ellie as well. Now, Ellie, are you going to give us a full house by uh, saying go on LinkedIn as well, or have you got a new vibe? <laughs> um, I'm a bit different because I'm I'm mainly B two C. So uh, LinkedIn, yeah, I do use LinkedIn. I have used it, um, and it's it is great for networking. Mm. But personally, I haven't had many. Actually, that's a lie. I've had a couple of leads from there, not many though. Um, but what I've found has worked the best for me is having a free thing for sure, like a course or something, and make it sound like people are going to do it wrong if they don't get your free thing. They don't get your free thing. Oh, if they try and do it alone, it, they're gonna they're gonna fail. End of story. So you know, but you're you're still giving, you're still helping, and you're giving them something free. Um, mm. But then, yeah, but then you've got to follow up on that. So obviously, by then, if they've got your free thing, they've signed up to your email list. Don't give them a free thing if they if you haven't got your if you haven't got their email address. Don't give them a free thing. It's an exchange. Uh-huh. But then you've got to send good emails. And like, you know, nowadays it is not cool to send a spammy email. Like people have not got time for that. But people yeah. have got time for good emails where they feel like 
you're really building a relationship with them. So I found like writing those emails is the most important thing, but also I I also used to get people, this worked really well actually, I don't know why I still don't do it. I don't still do it now. Um, I used to also get people in a Facebook group as well. So they used to do my free course, which was an email course. They're on my email list and they used to be in a Facebook group. Um, and so they would really get to know me quite well in the Facebook group as well. Well, like not that I would speak to anyone personally, but um, but yeah, that, that worked really well. They had lots of different touch points with me. And, you know, it takes weeks, sometimes months. When you say good emails, what would you like, say if you signed up to my newsletter, right? So... I, I, wait, 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 I already haven't signed up. I called it a newsletter. That's really boring. Sorry. Huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, I get it, I get it. As soon as well, I see newsletter, I'm like, I don't want that. I've got enough to newsletters, be honest, thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we don't, we don't uh, do a newsletter and I don't think we're gonna, it's too much work for me and it's not quite our style, I don't think. But let's say okay then let's say a good email what what would you want to receive in a good email from a web design Mm. I want one tip per email on how I can improve the design of my Mm. website one thing small thing that I can do I'm like okay yeah I can actually I can actually do that like today like that's great Mm. thank you yeah like something very short and simple and um Oh, that unfortunately good. i don't want to hear about about you and what you're up to or like what what, what else is on your website and all of that stuff i don't care. i just want to know something that will help me i i think as well going back to this uh, idea of, of linkedin or or social if you again what sarah said was absolutely great with regards to you know it's a place for having conversations in direct messages um and not for selling uh and uh, if, if you don't have something specifically that you want them to go to at some point that you're giving away for free, for example, just because you think it genuinely might help them, then having that initial conversation is great. Um, but again, if you're wanting to sell, then you should do that via really interesting content that you're putting out on your LinkedIn profile. The mm-hmm. algorithms on social tend to be great, especially on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. If you've already had a back and forth conversation with somebody, then the algorithms know that you speak to each other, that they think that you know each other, that you're interested in what each other are doing. They are more likely to show you each other's posts. So if you are doing interesting content about what you're actually doing professionally um, on you know, your LinkedIn profile, for example, then they're more likely to actually see that anyway. So if you can sell indirectly then through that content and just keep putting your name up there and oh that's what they do oh that's interesting oh I know likes me she's really nice as well you know that's what helps so you kind of you it's it's like a two-pronged attack but really nice mm, nice that's yeah. so good yeah Thank absolutely you. I'll just wrap it up we, we're just coming up to time anyway but uh, I mean one thing to add to all those just amazing tips is also take a step backwards as well um and think about actually doing something remarkable because if you've got a story to tell and we put this in the marketing course because it's actually right at the center of marketing if you've got a story that everybody else wants to tell it's so much easier to build a business it's better for someone to want to share your story than have to pay for facebook advertising it's better if you can get a magazine calling you up to write about you because what you've just done is so amazing rather than having to put an advert in that magazine because they don't really care about what you're doing you know if you can work that out any marketing you do and any finding new customers will be so much easier so um, I, I don't know if you're active in, in the slack group at the moment but uh, louis from um, avocado 
last weekend he dressed up in, in, a, in a sandwich board. So he, he put a board on him and I can't remember what it said on him, um, but, but they're a card company, they're a vegan card company. And it said something like a more ethical version of Moonpig. And he walked around his local city park and just started talking to people saying, you know, this is the company, take a card, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And great. He reached maybe, you know, 50 people on that day saw him. But the next day he got a call from his local radio station because somebody had took a photo of him, sent it in and they thought, that's amazing. You're a local business. Let's feature you. And he ended up on, on BBC York um, talking all about his company. And that's just because he got out there and he did something different and he did something remarkable that actually made him mm. a bit of a stir. And, and I did a lot of this early in my career. I dressed up in bunny suits. I went into the middle of Leeds and, 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 and posed naked, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it, that got me into PR week, um, you know, doing these sort of ridiculous stunts. But if you look at Meatless Farms, they, they do very similar things as well. If you look at um, in, uh, um, what they're doing at the moment by just setting up vending machines, for their for their vegan uh, sausage rolls and things like this it's about get doing something that gets people to take notice so yes all these tips of how to find customers 100 they all work but if you can do something remarkable as well that just amplifies everything else that's cool yeah now the only hard thing is to think of something remarkable <laughs> yeah so that's brilliant so we, we go up to town then, but that, that was a really you know useful um section and i'm sure a lot of thank people watching back will, will get a lot of that as well so thank you for that Lakshmi. right let's let's now move on to ellie so um ellie from vojo health do you want to take the next 15 minutes and uh, just start by telling us who you are and what you do so we've got a bit of background knowledge and then tell us how you think we can help today yeah, so hey, I'm Ellie. Uh, I'm the founder of Vojo and Vojo helps people eat more plants in harmony with their bodies and the planet. So in the best way for them, and we use the science of genetics and combine that with the, the support and the accountability of a community. So the problem I'm having, I mean, I've got a lot of problems, but <laughs> let's, just, let's just stick to one problem for today. Um, and actually, thank you for the last one, because I was thinking about my sales funnel as well. So uh, likes me, that helped me with mine as well. Um, so the problem I want to talk about is my service started out quite personalized, ultra personalized. That's part of it. And at the beginning, I thought I would just throw it all into the tech. I'd like make an ultra personalized. I'd do it all through the algorithm. You know, there'd be no humans involved. It'd be great. Turns out you know didn't didn't really work and that's quite a complicated thing to do so now i'm detecting and uh up, uh up upscaling the the other side which doesn't seem so scalable right now but i need to do it this way um for like money's sake or like sanity's sake uh so really outsourcing a lot of features like community um accountability that sort of stuff to things like whatsapp slack like other things and not have it within the website. Having said that, I am finding it difficult to find the balance of how, how personalized and experienced the website needs to be for people like there when they log in and how to integrate that stuff in the easiest possible way without you know building a website from scratch using like, I don't know, like can I, can I put it in WordPress and can I have parts that are like more personalized? Can I... Um, how much can I do in WordPress? I don't know if anyone uses WordPress. Like, what, like, how can I do this in the cheapest possible way, giving people the best experience? I just don't know. 
So what your question here is, you want to either give us a personal service or, feel, or somebody to actually feel that they're getting something personal when they're interacting with you. So not just on the website, but just the whole service in general. Is that where we're heading? Yeah, like it, it is a personalized service. That's the thing. It is. And um, and that's the problem I'm having is that having to move away from the all the results being personalized on the website because it's just expensive to build and maintain at this stage. I've had to go back to building the reports on PDFs, which takes a lot of time per person. Like I just can't, I'm worried to look for customers because I dread that moment when I have to spend a couple of hours building these reports. It just takes so much time. And I'm worried about making a mistake as well because I'm doing it by hand. Um, so how do I give people that experience, but not use up all my time, A, but, and B, build something on a website that isn't doesn't have to be built from scratch that is not too expensive to build like i've spoken to wordpress developers who say you can build apps which are like plugins that's one plugins like from scratch that you can then build into wordpress but then i'm like is wordpress secure enough like for this can you look at like i just said like what i don't know your guys website is quite good actually because you have i mean obviously there's not like personalized results on there and stuff but i feel like what you need to do on that is quite doable like you have a good forum you have a like the booking system is quite good but those are all integrations of other pre-made products right yeah, yeah no i guess it's just it's just a website problem it's a tech problem i just don't know how best to utilize like other other programs so that i don't actually have to build them myself yeah this conversation might weave around a little bit i think you know as mm. people sort of add into this but you know i think what what you're thinking about is how to build a system and it's almost building yourself but without a lot of cost um you know and yeah. i've been through this several times over um now i'll, I'll be interested to hear laxmi's um input into this now i'll, I'll come to you next laxmi um but what i've discovered is if you can build anything using off-the-shelf systems and very very popular off-the-shelf systems that is far better in the, on the long run because if you're doing anything yourself or you're trying to code anything from the ground up it works for a month and then something will change somewhere so you get a wordpress update you, um, a plugin that you use will, will release a new version they'll upgrade the php version on your server and all of a sudden that thing breaks and then you've got to get a developer back in to fix it, or you've got to spend you know, a couple of days trying to work out why it's not working anymore. If you can integrate systems that are already there and off the shelf, everything just works all the time. And if it doesn't work, it's not your problem to fix it. You know, because usually quite often we pay subscription services for plugins or for different systems and things like this. And I should be letting um, Lisa talk about this, you know, because that's what we've done in our company. Um, I come from a web development background. So I was, you know, very early on thinking, well, we need to get this custom built, this custom built. But Lisa comes from a completely different school of thought, don't you? Yes. It's, again, all about longevity and ease of use, both for yourself, uh, saving costs and for the people using the site. Just like, um, you know, when we were scaling up, I mean, when we first started, for example, you know, you spoke about, um, you know, the booking system, then yes, that's all done via Calendly. Uh, but we did do it initially via very different methods when we first started and everything was quite manual and took so much time. And then, and then you were yeah. thinking, and then it was like, how do we make this easier? And we had, because we didn't have a clue and I hadn't particularly used I hadn't integrated Calendly with anything before and David was saying do we need to build something and like, no <laughs> 
So I had to Google quite a lot and uh, then found that actually you could integrate uh, Calendly with uh, Zoom so that it would automatically create the meetings and you could integrate then the Calendly uh, events into the actual website so that it would all actually work together. And it's been amazing um, and has saved so much time. But yeah, it's about trying to find those things that already exist and like David said, that are already popular, that already have support, that already should work together so that if something breaks and it's actually them, that it's, it's a bug in their system and they will fix it rather than it being something to do with you yeah because I, I mean we've managed to get to the system now that you know somebody can come to the website they can sign up as a member to the website the website then prompts them prompts them to book in a one-to-one with myself and lisa um that goes straight into calendly that makes a a calendar appointment in our gmail calendar um that also sends them through to our crm system to, to make a new contact there and all what of that, crm system do you use we use zoho Zoho CRM. I've looked at so many CRMs. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, <laughs> and the thing is, we have to pay for each one of these. So that, that is a wonderful workflow because it means we can go away for a couple of days and everything keeps working. Mm-hmm. People are still booking meetings. You know, um, our calendar's getting updated. The CRM's getting updated. and But we have to pay for each and every one of those. But it is worth it twice over. And this was something we made right at the start of Vegan Business Tribe. If we could pay a small monthly amount to get rid of a manual process, that would free us up to do something else. And it took Lisa, because Lisa is our systems person here, a lot of Googling and a lot of time and a lot of pulling her hair out until we worked out. Look what happened. Yeah, we yeah. had until we found the stuff that would work together. Um, but now it, it's just, you know, it, maybe all that together, we might be paying something like £50 a month for all those systems working together. But That's gosh. cheap, though. Exactly. £50 yeah. a month to have all that automation. What? Uh, uh, I thought Zoho was way more expensive than that. Uh, no, there are lots of different uh, yeah. price points with Zoho. They've updated it as as well. Like you've got Zoho mm. One where you get every single program if you need it. Mm. Um, or you've got Zoho CRM. There's a free version of Zoho CRM. Um, there's then a Zoho CRM, which is I think at like the £10 price point. Uh, we've got a, a slightly higher price point on Zoho CRM because we want it to we wanted it to work with emails and to be able to send in there from sales inbox, which is something completely separate. Uh, so that, that you so want- do you use Zoho for your sales email marketing as well? No. We, we, we use MailChimp for that, but we, we can use it if we want to do. Um, but we, we have it integrated with MailChimp anyway. And, and MailChimp's got extra tools that you, it's got a better page builder and things than Zoho yeah. have. But we do use it for follow-up emails. So when somebody joins, it waits a couple of days and then it sends them an email that seems like it's from me. Um, you know, so, so what, what we've done is we built the system manually first and then we went through that system and said, right, how can we automate this? Now, how can we automate that? Now, how can we automate that? Until we've got a pretty much automated uh, um, system. Let, let, let's just go around the room on this, though, because I want to get other people's details as well. So, so Laxmi, you're the obvious uh, person as, as the webby in the room to talk about this one. Uh, what's your experience of this? Uh, I wish Dominic was sitting here right now because and Dominic always says that WordPress is really really great especially for like unless you're like a really massive company you want to sell thousands upon thousands of products then WordPress will do you fine and it is pretty secure um, and uh, I don't think I mean like Lisa and David said it really I think there is pretty much a plugin for almost anything you can think of you will most likely have to pay for them especially like i think if you pay for plugins then you can expect some kind of support because for example 
uh, we did once work with like a free theme and it's not a plugin, it's just a theme, right? But like if something breaks, there's no one to contact, you just have to fix it yourself. And for that, you need a developer. So like I would say most of the time, yeah, when you're checking out those plugins and, you know, uh, if you like, get in touch with us and Dominic, you can have a chat uh, with Dominic about the snow strings attached and uh, we'd be happy to help you out and do a little bit of research and Dominic can give you two cents on your specific problem. Uh, because I don't know what person, like with the Calendly in the booking form, that's definitely possible. We've just done a, like today we've done a proposal for someone who's looking for a kind of like a booking system and obviously San David are doing it, but um I mean, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need great. anyone Thank to build you. your, yeah, you don't need anyone to build your plugins from scratch, I don't think, unless you're looking for something that's super complicated and just really out of there. Yeah. And, and I think also, also um, I, I echo what you said about WordPress. Yeah. WordPress is, is always very secure and it's been yeah. standard now. I think something like 60, 70% of the web is built on WordPress, but you don't yeah. always have to use your own platforms. And that's what we like about Calendly and things like that. People are used to now getting a link to something else and they let you quite often, you know, have your own URL within their URL sometimes. So yeah, it doesn't always have to be your own platform either. Uh, Sarah, I'll, I'll come to you to next. Have you got any experience on this kind of um, automation and building these systems? No. <laughs> Natalie. <Quite frankly>, no. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I, I can't let you off that easy, Sarah. Come on. Throw something in the hat. <laughs> honestly, I just, it, my mind boggles when it comes to web and things. And I just, if someone else can do it for me, then I quite happily pay them. So, <laughs> so no. How do you, I guess a more general question is how do you make people feel? cared about and like this is this service is for them while also automating some of your processes like emails and stuff like that um, I think most people are used to having automated things I know David said the email makes people think that it comes from him but I think we all know that it doesn't <laughs> they're very clever written emails <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're all used to having automated information now and as long as it's got our name on it we kind of think oh okay you know they've made a point when it says dear user then you go mm, they can't even be bothered to like add in my name onto this because that's quite a simple step but I think I can only speak for myself but I think most people are used to this automated part of life and that as long as it's got your name on it then you feel like it's directly to you and not just a massive even though you know it's a mass email out to a lot of people you know that it's they've paid they've made the time to actually put you on you know to make sure that it's got name written on the top so that it adds your name in and the thing with websites as well if you log in if you need to log into a website again you know that anything that's in there most people can see but if it's got your name at the top or you can add your photo and things in there so that to you, it looks personal, even if it's the same that anyone else can see. It just, it gives you that, okay, I've personalised this page now, so it's got my name and my photo on it. <laughs> Do you use any tools for automation, automating anything? Uh, Calendly. Calendly's and I awesome. do the whole, it integrates into Zoom, so it automatically puts an event in my diary so that I know, and every I get a link, they get a link, so I can just press on it and it's there. But that's because I don't really have anything else that much to automate apart from, you know, I have an email automation when people 
get my free thing off my website obviously it automatically sends it to them but that's about it I think that's about the the maximum of my tech knowledge <laughs> no, that's and thank you for being honest with that Sarah as well you know it's uh, you know it's quite easy for us sometimes to sit here and say yeah just make this talk to this and install that but yeah sometimes it's better just to say Go do it. That, that's that's what I do for Lisa. I'd say, yeah, go make that work. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Matali then, so, sorry to cut you off there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, personalization. So, yeah, pretty much following on with what Sarah was saying, that, you know, most people don't, they know that the email is coming from something like Active Campaign or something like that, that it isn't just you tapping away just to that one person. But maybe just adding little personal elements to it. So I just like a, an email sequence. But then a friend of mine sent me this meme generator. You can stick yourself into a meme. So I'm going to put that in the welcome email. So it's like this go. I'm not sure which one. There's some really dodgy ones as well. So I don't know which meme I'm going to be, but I'm going to be a meme. And that's going to be on the welcome email. So when they sign up to my thing on the website, so there's little things that you can do that people, like Sarah said, people are aware that it's an autoresponder service or whatever, but you can still do little things that maybe we'll go, oh, okay, that's a little bit of personality there. Like what I said mm. before to Lakshmi about my lead generation on LinkedIn, leaving a voice note, or you can even leave like a, a, a small video saying, hiya, you know, that instantly makes people go, okay, real person. Now you can add elements of personalization in the automation that make people, you know, remember you. So you can do that. The other thing I'm planning on doing on my site in the next few months, I've got a WordPress site, by the way, so I'm using WordPress. Um, And this might work for you. I think it might actually work really well for you because the main gist of your question that I got was you want to automate stuff, but you don't want to lose the personalization. But the problem with personalization is, on one hand, it's very labor intensive because if you're doing things one to one person, you can't really replicate yourself, you know. Um, but then, well, too you much can on- build from scratch, like uh, like an algorithm or something to do all the personalization work for you. But it's super expensive. It's yeah. super expensive. Have you thought about what I'm planning on doing on my site? Is putting like a like a quiz kind of thing on it? Yeah, I have thought about that, but you know, the quiz plugins, all yeah. the ones I've looked at for WordPress are rubbish. So actually, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to have to get a developer oh, to build a quiz let plugin. Let me find out what my developer is going to be using on mine, because when she demoed it, it was bloody good. Maybe you've got higher standards than me, I don't know. But Was it Typeform? I, I, Typeform got, is you're, the you're asking one. someone that it goes okay. in one ear, out the other when it comes to tech stuff. She demoed it and I thought, oh, this looks really good. And it seemed quite complex. I could put in almost nine or 10 different steps. And that could uh, add elements of personalization. So the content somebody gets, it's mm-hmm. a bit like I saw something on YouTube recently. You know, you get those adverts before the thing that you want to watch starts. And Again, it went through, it was like a shampoo thing, and you had to pick what kind of hair you've got, what is your hair issue, what are your hair goals. And it was like six or seven steps, but then it got to the end, and it had like, this is the routine that you need in your life. So you need this shampoo, this conditioner, this, all this kind of stuff. But again, it added an element of personalization that you felt that, you know, they actually understood your particular hair needs. And yet there was no human being there at all. It was all. So I was wondering maybe if you can do elements of that. 
I'll tag you into something I saw on LinkedIn last week. There was another lady, a vegan entrepreneur. I don't know whether she's in VBT or one of my other vegan networks. There's loads of overlap. But she did a quiz where you went through on a website and found out what kind of vegan eater you were and what you should cook. So I went through it and I did the whole, I really want to be in and out of the kitchen within half an hour because I can't be asked to spend longer than half an hour in the kitchen. And I ended up getting a compendium of recipes that can be done within half an hour. But added an element mm. of personalization without her being there. So maybe something like that you could do? Yeah, no, this sounds great. And I think it's a, a big part. Actually, I'm going to stop talking because we're at the end of the 15 minutes. And uh, <laughs> But no, that, that was all great. Thank you. I was there waiting to jump. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I never like to cut off when we're halfway through an idea because, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes somebody will say something that can actually have a major impact on your business. So mm-hmm. I, I do like to wait to the conversation, you know, that comes to a close. But yeah, again, some, some great ideas there. And I'll take Laxmi up on that offer of maybe having a, a one-to-one with, with Dominic as well because... Uh, Definitely. Uh, Thank what Laxmi's told me in the past, he's very good at systems like this as well. Um, and I know we've got some other people in Vegan Business Tribe who, who work on different automation systems and things like this that we can we can link you into who am i thinking of mark bowden yes mark bowden as well so i think he's in the mm. um in uh, he's on the slack group as well and he works with just creating automation systems for businesses so that might be someone to, to bounce some ideas off as well so thank you for that ellie that, that was an absolutely uh, brilliant one and again useful for everyone so uh, we're left with last but by no means least uh, sarah chuckle from chuckle creative so sarah do you want to take the next 15 minutes and, and the last 15 minutes so just start by telling us who you are and what you do first and then how you think we can help you as a room yes so i'm sarah um, and i help businesses go from great to fantastic through upgrading their branding to really hit their target or ideal customer Um, and my problem is that it's kind of the age-old problem a bit like Mitali's, is that my my offer is quite um, is quite a high priced offer for branding because it's you know it's quite involved and it's very bespoke very unique. Um, but I still have a lot of people that want to. I get contacted quite a lot by people who want to upgrade their branding or whatever. But then as soon as I say how much I'm, they're like, well, "That's a bit a bit too much for me." Um, so I've been thinking along the lines of a bit like a a course. So it can be um, uh, more of a self self study course. So not having me live or anything like that. But I have absolutely no idea where to start. I've done courses and I've done these courses where, you know, every not every week but every time I've got a spare bit of time I'll sit down and there's someone telling me and I've got a workbook and I'll go through modules and at the end of it I'm like right I know what I'm doing now but I've no idea how to do it from the other side <laughs> so has anyone has anyone obviously Ritali you've done courses so. done course. we've done course. so we're going to have to have a really good conversation here but just to, just to frame the conversation before we jump into it so have you already worked out what your course is going to be I think so. It's kind of one of those things that it's kind of as people tell me what they what they want, it kind of probably will change. But I think I know what I want to do now because of what people have said to me 
you know, when they say what they what they want and then they say that I'm too expensive. <laughs> I so I know what they're after. It's it's getting, you know, it's it's giving them uh I never like to say a cheaper option. It's still the same value, but it's a lower price point option of how to get from where they are to where they want to be. So is it going to be actually leading? I, I, I'm going to push you a little bit more on this. So is it actually going to be leading them through a branding process as such? So, so that they're doing something themselves rather than using you? Yeah, obviously it won't be leading them through the creative side of it, but it'll be leading them through the strategy side of it so that they've got their blueprint for what who their strat, who their brand is and the personality of their brand at the end of it so that then they could take it to a designer or... Brilliant whatever so it's taking them through the strategy process rather than the creative process yeah so, so working out what their brand voice is you, you yeah know. yeah okay and how are you looking to deliver because is it going to be like a video course is it going to be like an email course what kind of thing um i'm thinking video because that's what i respond better to when someone's actually talking to me rather than just in a you know something on a page if someone just gives me a workbook I'm not gonna I'll get halfway through it and I'll go I don't really know what I'm doing so I need I need someone to kind of guide me through it even if it's on a pre-recorded video that they're just guiding me through it <laughs> absolutely amazing right um let's let's start with Ellie so um, Ellie I know you you love doing courses is this something you've ever looked into how to set them up yourself um no, I briefly looked into it the only the most I've done is do an email course, like as a, as a lead magnet. So it's a free thing. And it's just like, it wasn't video, it was just typed. Um, I do know that people liked it, but it had too much information in it. So I think that's, that's always a problem. You give too, too much information in one go and people go, ah, too much. Uh, but yeah, as you said, maybe in video format, it's better. But I know if it's text, it's just like, no way. <laughs> um so yeah I guess the only thing that I would say that I've learned from that process is keep it succinct make sure there's not more than like three things that people have to learn in each lesson maybe like maybe just even one thing just one main thing (laughs) yeah like something that's actionable at the end so that people know what to do uh but yeah, other than that, I um, actually, I don't, I don't know why, David, I don't know where you've got the idea that I like doing courses because I don't get through. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I did a course. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to do many courses, but they're always too long. That is a really important point. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, so many people sign up for courses and, you know, don't get to the end of them. If I look at our own, uh, you know, the marketing course on Vegan Business Tribe, people either seem to get through it in one or two weeks and then they'll send us an email saying, yeah, I've done the course. Or they'll, they'll, they'll get about a third of the way in and just stop. You know, it, it seems to be one or the other. It, it, it's rare that people go, you know, go through and do it over a six-month um, um, thing. Some people do. But yeah, uh, Mitali then, do, do you want to just tell us how you actually first started putting together your course? So, so how did you approach the whole thing? Um, well, this is, this is really, really interesting because, like, what you've just asked for there is not just the process of, putting a program together it's a process of writing the kind of books that my students write as well because they also do the whole I don't know where to start what do I what do I put first and I'm all like I'm always like okay well I'm a brand new client of yours what's the first thing you get me to do what's the first questions that you ask and you literally follow it through it's not as hard I think I think when you in the beginning of creating a program 
It's the same as when you're at the beginning of writing a book. It seems like this impossible, huge mountain that you got to climb. But instead of you just think of putting one step in front of the other and you're not even looking up at the horizon, you'll be amazed how quickly you can actually get the mountain climbed really climbed that's terrible grammar for a writer apologize for that but you know what you know you know what i mean Get so that I'll say, climbed. Climbed. <laughs> but um yeah that's it. what is the first thing so you said that you know going through the strategy of you know how to create a really good brand you know, how to get that across to other people. What is the first thing you do with your high-end clients? What is the first thing you do? So you probably maybe have a question. Do you get them to fill out a questionnaire about, well, that it's you can... Questionnaires, but yeah, it's... Just, it's so cat. there's a process, yeah. there's a question. You you mm. definitely don't start from scratch with every single client. You have a process that you... It's just doing that, but doing it in a video format. So what I've done with my new program and the one that's coming out in August is what I've just sat there and thought, well, what's the first thing I talk to my students about when they join the 90-day program? So the first thing we do is I get them to go and research the market. I get them to go and pick three to five books already in the topic that they want to write about. And I give them a structured way of how to research it. So guess what I'm talking about? What's the first thing I talk about in my program? Research. Before you plan a thing, you need to research your topic first. What I also do is I do everything on video. You can do slides if it's better for you to do slides or if you're happy just face to face. And then I strip out the audio and I add the audio as well. And then I have everything transcribed. So I give them three ways of and then people love that because some people learn by watching, some people learn by listening and some people learn by just reading. And I give them all three. But it costs you next to nothing to offer all three because you're just creating the video, stripping the audio and getting the transcription. Oh, Otter is a really good place for mm. transcriptions, by the way. Um, so I, I do that. It's it seems difficult, but if just think like think of or if if you if it's really difficult, the next high end person you take, record every single thing that you do, and then you've got it. Does that make sense? You can actually record the process and then use that as a skeleton to create the program. What my program does. It's pretty much what I do with my 90-day um, program students. But instead, I'm just I'm just not there with that person. Mm. But it's still me talking through exactly the same points, how to research, how to plan, how to write, how to edit a book. It's all exactly the same. And the other point I want to leave in your head that my, you know, kind of blew my mind a little bit when my coach told me about this is I've had some issues with my 90, um, 90 day program students. And my coach recently told me, he said, yeah, because high end clients should be grown, not found. And I was like, what the hell do you mean by that? And he's like, what the best high end clients are the ones who actually go through your program, but then say, I need more help and you upgrade them into. So that's why once my new program comes out in August, I'm going to really not want to take on people in the 90-day program because I know people are going to come through that program. You'd be amazed how many people will join this program of yours and then say, I need more help and actually upgrade into your high tech that's the, program. That's the hope anyway. That's the plan. <laughs> You'll find more of that. And they'll be better but they'll, because they'll know you and they'll know your processes because they've gone through the DIY program or at least attempted to go through the DIY program. And then you can upgrade them into... I've already got one guy who's actually starting in august but he's already saying but what if i need more help and i said well you can upgrade into my 90 day program less the cost that you pay me for this program so 
don't think of it as like a cheaper or a less version of what you do. It's going to be the thing that grows people into your main Yeah, product. I want to use it as a kind of a lead in. So I don't totally. want to give them all the secrets away. <laughs> but I kind of want to lead them. There are going to be some people that are quite happy with just that and that's yeah. it. But I, there will be like a lead in to the next level if that's what they because that's also one say, thing about don't, horses in it when you're left hanging at the end and you're like yes absolutely <laughs> i'd also add don't be too worried about giving everything away because people what my experience of people in the high-end programs they're not really paying for information mm. they're paying for accountability and you kind of cracking the whip so you can actually give a lot away in your lower end programs and people still want to upgrade and it's always like when you're one-to-one, it's always a two-way thing. And when you're in a course, it's a completely That's it. one-way thing, isn't it? Natalie, can I ask what sort of technology do you use to deliver the course? It's on my, I have my own WordPress site. And literally they go in and they've got three modules. They've got plan, write, edit, and they go in. And, oh, the other thing is do not give people long-winded videos to watch. So each module of mine is about three hours. And yet it's every single video is under 10 minutes. It's really bite-sized, actionable things that keeps them going and makes them feel like it's it's something I researched. That if you you do loads of short little videos... They get like a reward at the end of each video. They feel like, oh, I've just done that. Oh, I've just done that. Whereas you give them a three-hour video and it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? But it's and you've got to think, oh, three, hour three hours to put aside. and Exactly, exactly. So there's a, a reward thing that happens when people find that, like they've done something. And I give them workbooks as well so then they can tick off, I've done that. And mm. then they get that reward in their brain. They go, oh, I've done that. Next step onwards. But, yeah, honestly, there's no, there's not rocket science. The, the, what I put in my program is pretty much what I talk through my students in my 90-day program all I did was just sit there and think what's the first thing I say what's the first thing I do then after that what do I get them to do and you're just doing that on video that's all you're doing yeah absolutely again we were talking earlier about just using off-the-shelf software again that's what we use on vegan business tribe it is just a courses plugin for wordpress um, and the nice thing about that is it, it saves people's uh, progress as they go through through the program you know so as you go through it, it you can resume it you know it remembers where each user is and things like that you can even set at the end you know they'll get a certificate at the end you know once they've once they've ticked all the modules and things like that so so yes um do try and use off-the-shelf stuff whenever you can but you can deliver courses i mean you can just deliver them by email i mean even mailchimp and that now allows you to do you know sequential emails so that when somebody signs up they they get an email every Every week from the sign up date and that might could have a link to that next page of the course so you don't even need to use plugins these days you know there's there's really low tech stuff you can uh, use to deliver it and um, likes me can i get your input on this as well is this something you ever tried to put together put together a course or planned one out no but what's like remotely similar is when i've uh, done a webinar but that's that's just maybe a little bit similar um but i was just thinking about um because so when i first started looking into setting up our business i've done a course from uh, a charity it, it was it's called explore enterprise and it's like a business course and i was just thinking about what i joined the most about it and um it was quite different because obviously you want to sell like a recorded kind of so you don't have to be there whereas in the actual course it was like four-day uh, face-to-face workshops and then uh, we were assigned a mentor and then we also had the booklet but yeah I think um, 
Mitali already mentioned it, but some kind of like a small booklet or something where people can do exercises. Like I found that quite helpful. So, you know, like they gave me the theory, but then I actually had to apply it with my own thinking. And because I had the booklet right over there, it kind of made me do it. <laughs> so there is that. And also I thought, I don't know if that's way too much work for you, but like it would be cool if you could, because I really loved, one of the things I really loved about the course is kind of chatting to all the people and, you know, uh, meet like talking about their businesses because it was a very new thing for me I was like wow this is there's all these people thinking about all of these different businesses and it's also exciting so I know you can't quite offer that but if there was some way you could connect people so there was a community or like maybe it would be like another way I went to this uh, UX workshop once and that was free but uh, they also offered like a course after that so that would be that might be an interesting way to get people to sign up. And at the same time, maybe it will also be a free workshop for, or it could be a way to market your course, or it could be like an extra, like a masterclass that comes with a course. So that way people actually get to talk to each other and meet each other. And maybe, um, or maybe it could, it could be like a Q and a session with you, uh, where something similar to this, perhaps like where, uh, as part of the course, this is included uh, where uh, it's like a room full of maybe not four because that's quite little, but if it's just one per course, but, you know, 10 people or something like that. And they all get to ask you a question, interact with each other, network with each other uh, and get to meet you. And, you know, if they have like a specific question, they can actually talk to you. It's interesting. A lot of the things we spoke about um, with Mitali at the start is also very relevant to you as well, especially this idea of doing a pilot. Now, now I know, Mitali, you've been doing it very much um, just to create a bit of a buzz and scarcity and things like that, which is a great way to launch a course. But once you've got the bones of the course together, Sarah, maybe don't spend all that time trying to get it online and, and trying to get it right. Maybe find just two or three people who you can take through that course, um, you know, to make sure it is right, see how they react to it. Because the last thing you want to do is, is spend months getting this online and putting it on a website and then actually a couple of people going through it and giving you some really good feedback and you're going, damn, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to restructure it or things like that. So yeah, if you can get it into the hands of people really, really quickly, they will give you some really good feedback. And, and you might find that actually you can be quite low tech on some of the ways you deliver it. Maybe you don't have to do the whole you know, full course website and things like that. Um, somebody else also maybe to link up within the group is uh, Sabrina. Um, she's just launched to a LinkedIn course and we've had quite a few members go through that and they've given brilliant feedback on it so it might be worth you know trying to pick her mind a little bit over over 20 minute session just to work out how she built it how she planned it out because um, she's done that extraordinarily well yeah because she sells them in blocks doesn't she she sells that course in blocks yeah yeah she does have you been through her course, Mitali? How do you know more about it? No, it was, it was really annoying. I basically went through a LinkedIn course back in March with a non-vegan. I know, I should be ashamed of myself. And then I met Sabrina. I was like, oh, where were you in my life a couple of months ago? Because <laughs> I would have obviously chosen Sabrina over this other woman. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So again, a, a brilliant conversation. And this has been really interesting because we've had quite a lot of overlap from people's um, problems and issues. You know, we, we started off talking about courses and we've, we've kind of ended talking about courses. So it's, it's nice when it goes full circle. So just before we finish off there, what I quickly like to do is just go around the room again and find out what's the one thing that you're going to take away from uh, this afternoon's session. So I'll start with yourself, Natalie. What What's the one thing you're going to take away from today's session? 
uh, not to be so in my head and worried about you know the scarcity thing. I think it's because I've I've been there. I've I've seen false scarcity. I used to be in the internet marketing game. I was a copywriter in there, so I saw so many dodgy things going on. So sometimes maybe I'm overly sensitive. I realize I'm now in the really nice vegan world. I don't need to be so sensitive anymore. Um, and yeah, there were some really great ideas. So thank you, thank you, ladies. Um, definitely, first of all why I can just charge the full price after the 20 and also the idea of gamifying it. Maybe I, I like the idea of adding a competition. If you get this done within the next six months, you get your editing done for free for one person, not for everybody. I'll bankrupt myself, but do you know what I mean? Having some kind of gamification process to get people to do it. Yeah. It's been really, really good. No, that's brilliant. And Laxmi, what about yourself? What's one thing you're taking away from today? I'm going to take away all of it. <laughs> all of it. But I guess if we, if I have to say one thing, I will try LinkedIn a little bit more and try and have nice conversations, not selling conversations. I might even try a voice note. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. We did a podcast quite early on in the podcast days about how to get the most out of LinkedIn as a vegan professional. Yeah. So it might be worth um, looking that out because what we do find is when you lead with veganism, it's quite easy to make connections with people who you wouldn't be able to connect mm. with any other way. So yeah, go, go check that out. Yeah, go check that out. Where do I find that? Just on the Vegan Tribe website? Yeah, go go to the podcast page, or or, or even if you just go to the latest content and search for LinkedIn, it will come up there. But yeah, Ellie, yourself, what's the one thing you're taking away from today? Um, Automate as much as possible. (laughs) I'm going to go away and build and design a whole site map based on everything that I could possibly automate with something else. Um, Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. No, that's, that's brilliant yeah thank you and sarah as well what's one thing you're taking away um to not get so hung up on the tech and because i can do it in a less techy way just get the course sorted and get it out there and i've already i've just written down an idea that's just pinged into my head <laughs> oh that's what we like to hear that's brilliant. right so uh, we have just come to we've run slightly over so uh, apologies we might have to end up extending these sessions because we, we get so carried away with them uh, but thank you for your time for joining us this afternoon it's, it's, thank it's, you like I say, Wednesdays is our meeting day, so we're even more buzzing now than when we started, which is brilliant. But thank you for giving up your time. Um, all members can jump on a business clinic once a month. Um, we have doubled the amount of business clinics available. It seems to be this is what people are really enjoying uh, interacting with. Um, do we have um, spaces released yet for next month? Uh- Yes. Yes, fantastic. So you can go book on now if you want and get them because they, they do disappear quickly. Um, so the only thing that leaves me to say is just before we go, can we all give a wave to the camera? <laughs> Come on, Ellie, your best wave. <laughs> give me a wave, Ellie. Checking my diary to see if I booked another one yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Great. We, we, we might clip that and use that and stick that on LinkedIn and thank yeah. you. Um, so thank you for your time. We'll, we'll see you either on the next one or the next networking event, but uh, uh, let's continue these conversations in the Slack group after. Thank you again. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. And that was great listening back to that session. And just to remind you, in that clinic, we were joined by Vegan Business Tribe members Mitali from Let's Tell Your Story Publishing, Laxmi from Visual Synapsis Web Design, Ellie from Vojo Health, and Sarah from Truckle Creative. And if you would like to take part in one of these clinics yourself, then that's just one of the many, many benefits of being a Vegan Business Tribe member. So just go take a look at veganbusinesstribe.com and you can sign up for just 
£12.99 a month. And that is really amazing value. We've purposely kept it as low and as affordable as we can so that we can help as many vegan businesses as we can. But you'll also get to meet the most incredible community of vegan business owners who are just like you. So, that is it. And thank you for your time. I always hugely appreciate you listening. And I know I say that at the end of every single podcast, but I do. I know how busy all our days are at the moment. But I also hugely appreciate when you get in touch as well with your feedback through LinkedIn or by just sending an email to hello at veganbusinesstribe.com. So thank you for listening and I will see you on the next one.